Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, August 12th, 548 a.m. Central Time. As I speak here, December corn futures down a half cent at 627 and a quarter. November soybeans down five at 1443 and a half. September Chicago wheat down 10 and a quarter at $8 and a half. September Kansas City wheat down 10 and a half at 878 and three quarters. September spring wheat up eight and a half at 913 and a quarter. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a rating, leave me a review. I could use some more reviews on that Apple app in particular. If you're on YouTube, guys, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like these videos, leave me a comment, give me a crop update. Did you catch some of these scattered rains here over the last uh, 24 hours or so? If you'd like some additional information from me, go to my website, www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service today. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information direct from me every single business day morning email goes out about 5 30 a.m central in that email you will see every overnight headline you need to be aware of charts graphics lots of weather info my daily subscriber only videos are part of this deal yesterday i did a mailbag video and i've been doing these about once a week uh, one of the questions and they were all grain marketing related questions for the most part how can i add value to my bad grain sales uh, i kind of went through this situation and discussed a few different possibilities the pros and the cons of this sort of stuff if you guys are interested in this sort of content sign up today 50 bucks a month cancel at any time no other fee no other obligation nobody will try to sell you anything else i promise we've got a usda report today uh, this is probably about the only thing that matters uh in all reality when it comes to the markets today uh, this will be out at 11 a.m central time the big ticket items here are the corn and soybean yield numbers the trade expects the corn yield to decline marginally versus uh, last month, or USDA's estimate at least. It was 177 was the estimate in July. We're looking for a number uh, just south of 176 here today. 175.9 is the average trade guess for the uh, national corn yield. Similar thing in beans, 51.5 last month. The trade expects 51.1 as the national yield estimate for uh, soybeans in the United States today. So those are your big ticket items. Now, beyond that, I think there are some things that bear watching. Uh, the European corn crop is in trouble. Look at that EU corn estimate. I think they've got to make a downward revision there. There could be some additional changes to the Ukraine situation, given what's going on there in regard to uh, shipments, that sort of thing. Also, any sort of changes to the demand side of the balance sheets. Uh, so this is a report that uh, is historically sometimes associated with volatility in the markets. So be prepared for some volatility in the markets around 11 a.m. Central here today. Inflation on the producer side cooled in July versus uh, the month prior. So we saw the CPI print earlier this week, and that's inflation on the consumer side. And that print was lower than expected, uh, reduced inflation. Still very high annualized, but reduced and lower than expectations. Uh, similar stuff here in the PPI number, which is inflation on the wholesale side. The annualized increase of 9.8% in July was down from 11.3% from in June, um, so this is all positive stuff, generally speaking, when it comes to the inflation situation. Yeah, we're still really high annualized, but um, the numbers are coming down. San Francisco Fed President Mary Daly said that cooler inflation prints may cause the Fed to hike rates by only 50 basis points in September versus last week's expectations of 75. Um, so 
the stuff's moving in the right direction, but one month's data does not make or break the situation. You know, a lot of what we've seen here this week uh, when it comes to these inflation prints, both in the CPI and PPI, a lot of it was driven by lower energy prices, which is is gasoline uh, for the most part, crude oil. Uh, those are, you know, volatile items. These commodity markets are volatile. So if, if gasoline decides to go back to, you know, $5 nationally, um, this inflation print could get ugly again. So it's it's a moving target. It's a fluid situation, but it looks all right now. One interesting side note that I mentioned in the uh, my newsletter this morning, the Bloomberg Commodity Index, which tracks a basket of, of commodities, you know, everything from energies to metals, grains, livestock, it peaked on June 8th. The S&P 500 bottomed on June 17th, so it was right in that mid-June time frame that you could have seen, could have seen a big trend change in regard to inflation, the stock market, the economy. That could have been like the trend-changing time frame in hindsight, of course, in real time. You know, back in June, we did not know that. Uh, maybe all this stuff reverts back lower. Maybe the, maybe the S&P goes back lower. Maybe commodities go back higher. I don't know. But that could have been a, a big event uh, back in mid-June when the uh, commodity markets as a whole topped and the stock market bottomed. Ukraine shipped its first vessel of wheat since the invasion today. Two more ships left Ukraine's Black Sea ports. One one, uh, contained Ukrainian wheat. In total, they have now shipped uh, uh, 14 ships have left Ukrainian ports over the last two weeks under this deal that was brokered by by the UN. Uh, Fighting continues, however. Ukraine carried out an attack an attack on a Russian Air Force base in Crimea, and that's an attack that suggests that Ukraine has now obtained some new long-range missile capabilities. Uh, so this, uh, you know, this war is not ending. The grain shipments seem to be a positive here for the moment. We did have an export sales report out yesterday. I'll talk about new crop. You know, this old crop marketing year for row crops is is coming to a close here pretty quickly. Uh, new crop corn sales were soft, just 191,000. New crop soybean sales were okay at 477. China was the biggest buyer there, no surprise. Uh, wheat sales okay at 359,000. When you look at uh, total commitments for wheat for the current marketing year, I believe they are the second worst of the last 10 years. So we're not doing a ton of wheat business here. We've had light crops, we've had high prices, and that's you know we're not doing the business despite the Ukraine situation. Uh, when it comes to corn, I think we've got the sixth or sixth, fifth or sixth best book of new crop corn sales on record. Uh, soybean sales are uh, really good historically or seasonally um, among the best on record. So export sales, kind of a mixed bag yesterday. Also, USDA reported a flash sale of soybean cake and meal uh, to Mexico. Looking at the weather, you've got some rains that moved over North Dakota overnight into the northern part of Minnesota, and there are some southern areas of Minnesota that caught some rains. Over the last 24 hours, there were some rains that um, you know, we're not huge amounts, but like half an inch to you know a quarter inch, those sort of amounts over parts of North Dakota, South Dakota, Minnesota, parts of Iowa, maybe Illinois, Indiana. Not any big sweeping system, but there were some rains. Forecast for the next seven days is is kind of dryish for most of the Corn Belt. Uh, Missouri and places further south may be wet. Still Oklahoma, Kansas, mostly on the dry side. Um, there's still some conflict in the models here this morning. The Euro and the GFS look quite a bit different. Your 6 to 10 looks a little bit better, mostly normal-ish precipitation for the Corn Belt and actually below normal temperatures for a lot of places. Uh, 8 to 14 day looks kind of similar, although favors hot and dry in the northern part of the Corn Belt, northern plains, uh, those sort of things. So um, there is some conflict in the models, but the, the 
forecasts look maybe a little bit less threatening. Still going to be hot here today and uh, through the weekend in the uh, Southern Plains, Central Plains, and, and even up into the Northern Plains in particular. USDA did release uh, drought data yesterday. This is weekly stuff, of course. U.S. corn and soy, uh, soybean areas experiencing a drought were reduced slightly versus the week prior. Drought areas have been kind of stable over the last month percentage-wise. Over the last two months, however, they've risen sharply. So in that period from like early June through early July, that's where you saw your big increase. So versus June 7th, corn droughts 28% now. It was only 19% of U.S. corn areas experiencing drought on June 7th. In regard to soybeans, we're 24% now. Uh, that number was only 10% of U.S. soybean areas experiencing a drought on June 7th. Uh, spring wheat drought has continued to decline down to 18% currently uh, from 19 last week. I'm sorry, 19 last month and 25% on June 7th. So corn and soybean drought areas really saw an increase there during the month of June and then kind of leveled off during July and into this month. Remember, guys, August soybean futures expire today. Take a look at any positions you have there. Live cattle were higher yesterday. Feeder cattle were lower, uh, kind of just a mixed bag of a trade. There was some cash trade in the north. Um, 144 to 148, 140 mostly in the South. I don't think it was really big volumes. U.S. dollars higher this morning. The S&P's up 15 points. The Dow's up 100. The uh, stock market has acted very well on the heels of these uh, inflation prints here this week. The uh, bonds are up a little bit. Gold's down five bucks. Crude oil down $1.22. And in the uh, September WTI 9310 last trade. Uh, remember, guys, report at 11 a.m. Central. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you Monday.